Okay, so let's turn in our Bibles to Proverbs 23. Do I need a microphone? No? Okay, let's just... Test, test. Proverbs 23 and then verse 7. Thanks guys for staying up here all afternoon. Really makes us, really it's a real blessing for us. Thank you. And Proverbs chapter 23 and verse 7. And I just want to talk about six spiritual thinking skills, which means basically six kinds of <clears throat> skills that God wants us to really grow proficiently and so that we can grow into maturity. And that really is what God wants us to do, is just to grow in maturity, because when we grow into maturity, we grow into stability, and we grow into really God's plan for our life, discovering the call and discovering blessings. Like, you know, when here we are today, and here I am, and here you are today, and you are in a measure of spiritual maturity that you didn't have before, correct? And how do we get here? We got here through thinking with God. And this is what we call, or some circles call, critical thinking. You know what critical thinking means? It means that when we look at something and we see something, we are not just believing it in First John 4, verse 1, but there we're, we are looking at it in an analytical way. And that type of thinking is no longer... It's really not emphasized today. Um, but anyway, we're going to talk about this for a few minutes. Proverbs 23, verse 7 says, For as is he thinks in his heart, so is he. And it says in the King James, As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. And this is really just an, uh, an old, ancient truth that how we are thinking is really who we are going to become and who we are today. And that puts the that puts the focus of our spiritual life on this particular point, our thought life. And so everything in our life, in our in our life as a believer, is very much based on the way we're thinking. Okay, am I thinking with God or am I just not thinking at all? And if I'm not thinking at all, then I'm going to just be living in impulse and reaction. You know, animals don't have any rational power to think. You ever notice that? Like, you know, they live by impulse, emotion, and intuition. That's what animals do. But we as, 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 as uh, human beings are on, on the highest level of creation in the material world because we are rational. We have that rational cap- capability. And God wants us to think rationally with Him. And we want to talk about that this evening. So, um, the point that I want to make here is, first of all, is that we have what is called a IQ. I was talking to Brandon about this today. And I was thinking about this this afternoon. We have an IQ, don't we? How many of you ever have ever done an IQ test? Okay, I've done it. Um, mine was just a few points under Einstein's, 
so I was a little disappointed. But the IQ grade that we get really has makes um, people unequal, doesn't it, in a lot of ways. And so in a lot of ways, when we are born, we're not born equal, are we? We're born with different opportunities and different um, intellectual or mental skills. And so that puts different, that puts people in different categories and in different circumstances right from the beginning. And so somebody's their, somebody's IQ might not be as high as someone else's, but the, but there's another kind of IQ. There's three kinds of IQs, and we're going to look at that in a second. But there's another IQ, and this is an IQ that is really a spiritual IQ. And our spiritual <laughs> IQ has nothing to do with our human IQ, okay? You could have a low IQ, but have a very high spiritual <clears throat> IQ. And... Um, how do we grow in a spiritual IQ? But we're going to talk about that in a minute. Um, and so a spiritual IQ really comes into play when we have the, in 1 Corinthians 2 verse 14, the understanding that the natural man, our natural man receives nothing from God. Uh, the natural man has his own natural IQ, and that can be that can vary, correct? But our but our spiritual man, the new man inside of us, the new man that needs to be renewed daily, that needs to be quickened daily, after the image of Christ in Colossians two and Colossians three. When that renewal happens, then we are beginning to grow in our spiritual IQ, and having a spiritual IQ means that I'm able to discern things. I'm able to see things, I'm under, I'm, I, I am able to um, uh, perceive things. And having a spiritual IQ means that I'm receiving things from God. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm able to apprehend and perceive things from God. And so the utilization of six spiritual thinking skills is essential to spiritual growth if a believer expects to, re- to reach spiritual maturity. That's a good question here, because how many of us want to just grow spiritually? Um, not every Christian wants to grow. There are many Christians out there that are just very busy with their life. Uh, they're very busy with their problems. They're very busy with their goals, what they want in life. And they're not really interested in growing. They just want to get by. They just want to do as little as possible just to get by so that they can um, have some kind of a uh, livable life. And so we meet these kinds of people. Sometimes we talk to people who are Christians and they say, you know, I'm not really interested in growing in the Word of God. And that, and this church, Greater Grace, is a church that really focuses on thinking with God. And because we're people that want to be discipled, that don't want to live under the, the power of the old sin nature, right? We don't want to live under the power of the world system and we don't want to live under the atmospheric pressure that comes from the devil projections and the only way to grow out of that is to grow into spiritual maturity and some of this may sound quite simple but i i really for some of us that are new i wanted to go over with this some of these terms because having godly or spiritual terminology or spiritual vocabulary helps us to think because without words we can't think correct if you and i don't 
if you don't know what the word, let's see, if you don't know what the word, um, if you don't know what the word, uh, let's think of a word that if we didn't know what it would be, it would make life very difficult. Like a, a term, like if we didn't, um, uh, Stop. like, let me, let, how about if we, um, let's use the word, let's use the term work ethic, okay? If I have a poor work ethic, then that's going to impact my job, it's going to impact my finances, and it's going to impact my possibility to have a job in the future, Correct. And if, somebody's, if somebody comes to, suppose someone comes from another planet, we don't believe in aliens, but if someone came to another planet, from another planet to ours, and they had no understanding what the word work ethic meant, they'd be missing so much in their life. But when they learn the word work ethic and what that means, then it just opens up a whole new universe of thinking, correct? And this is what we do as Christians. We bring in words that have spiritual meanings so that so that we're no longer living in darkness. Now, in general, the, the Christian church for centuries have been living with some very old vocabulary. Vocabulary that in some, some of the words have, cha have changed their meaning. Uh, some of them have been changed by the world into a different meaning. And so what we try to do in our church and in our little Bible school here is to talk about terms that have a spiritual meaning. And we're going to do that tonight. And so that's why when we talk about terms, somebody may be new in the church and say, well, I don't know what that means. What does that mean? Well, if we learn the term, then with the terminology comes like a brand new universe, a brand new sphere of understanding and clarity. Correct? Are you following me? All right. So let's look at a couple of these. Uh, first of all, what is a spiritual IQ? What is a intellectual IQ? And what's an emotional IQ? These are words that we've heard people talk about. And this is a little bit of Bible psychology, but I want you to focus with me, okay? So we just talked about the intelligence um, IQ. And a lot, of, a lot of brain people that are very smart about the brain say that the left lobe of the brain handles just raw, raw information. Just knowledge, right? Somebody hands you an instruction book. A lot of us don't read it. Don and I don't read it. I don't know about you guys, but we put things together. We're not reading the instructions. Read it afterwards. Huh? Read it afterwards. We read it afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> because, I don't know, because I know a lot of creative people don't read instructions. I don't know why, but that's just the way we are. Left part of the brain handles just raw information, uh, just data, okay? And it's like, you know, I could sit here today, you could go to church for the rest of your life, receive religious information, and it's only going to just be in the left brain, right? Left. You ever hear of someone who's a left-brainer, someone who is just logical and everything is just linear for them? Well, that's the, lo that's the logical left brain. The right side of the brain, a lot of, a lot of um, we have people that know the subject very well talk that this is really the emotional side, or uh, in, in our, in greater grace, uh, we've heard the teaching by Pastor Stevens that this is really um, where the human spirit resides. Now, I don't want to be too complicated here, but um, 
you know, sitting in my house for all these days and weeks because of my collarbone recovery has given me a chance to just go over just some a lot of teaching that we've received over the years and just say like, you know, what does that mean? And I've been able to dig it up a little bit and 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 I've just been enjoying reading this stuff. And so what we have is that we have in the right part of the brain is really where there is the creative part. It's the spiritual part. It's where our human spirit resides. How many have ever heard this teaching before? Like Pastor Stevens. Pastor Stevens has taught this. So really, what is our spiritual IQ? Well, it's a combination of what we receive in knowledge about the Word, and then number two, the spiritual information that we receive from God about what we hear. So for example, we hear, um, uh, trust the Lord and lean not unto your own understanding. Okay? So this is how that works. We hear that verse. We hear that verse in Proverbs 3, verse 5. Trust in the Lord and lean not unto your own understanding, correct? That just goes into our that just goes into the left part of our brain and it's just information. We don't necessarily understand it. We don't we've heard it and it's there and we haven't experienced yet it, but we can even quote the verse, but maybe it's not an ex, something that we've experienced in certain areas of our life. Do you see what I'm saying? Do you understand what I'm saying? I hear the information. Maybe someone has given me an instruction booklet on how to build a house. But because I've never built a house, it's just information for me. A lot of Christians have religious information, but they, because it's never been experienced in their life, it just, that information just sits in the left part of their brain. But when we hear that verse, trust in the Lord with all your, and straight, and, and lean not unto your own understanding, when we hear that, and it's sitting there, you know, it's stored on our in our brain, on the hard drive of our brain. And we come to a circumstance where, for example, okay, I have no money today. All right, I have no money. And um, I'm getting really nervous. I'm getting anxious. I need to pay this bill. And I'm worried. And this is, I'm troubled. You know, I'm getting phone calls. I'm getting letters. And I'm troubled. And so I have a choice to make at that moment. Trust in the Lord with all my heart and lean not into my own my own understanding. Okay, I can take that knowledge and then I can apply it by faith in my life today. So I say, okay, I see the bill and I say, okay, I'm going to trust in the Lord with all my heart and I'm not going to lean unto my under under my own understanding about this bill. And when I do that by faith, what happens? What I know about that verse becomes experience. Right, and it just goes to the right side of the brain. It becomes something spiritual in my life. Do you know what I'm saying? I'm just saying this because I think this is not. We haven't taught this before, and this is what this is what becomes um, an experiential. This is something that we begin to experience. So not only is it knowledge, but now it's experience. And when you take knowledge and experience and put it together, what do you have? You have what your spiritual IQ, right? So only God knows what that spiritual IQ is. We don't know what it is. We don't know. We can't give it a number. How about another verse? Um, uh, be angry and sin not. Okay, Ephesians chapter 5. Okay, I, I know that verse. I heard it preached in church or in Bible school. It's in my brain. I've heard that before. Maybe I don't know where it is in the Bible, but it's there. And then a circumstance comes up 
where God wants me to be angry about something, but not anger that would require, you know, that, that crosses the line into sin. So, okay, um, I, 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 you know, for example, you know, there's so, so many of these TV series that have like gay and lesbian um, things going on in these shows, and, it, and people see that, and, there, and there's no reaction, and, there, and it's just being pumped into our society so that we would just accept this, that this is a normal part of life. But there are some things that God wants us to be angry about. So we see that, and we remember that verse, and then we say, you know what, I'm going to be angry about that because that's just not God. Or maybe there's something in my life that's just not God's will and that I just need to be angry about and just say, you know what, this is not God's will, and I'm going to have... I'm going to have divine anger about it. Meaning divine anger is not like, it's not explosive, it's not destructive, and it's very quiet, and it, and it, always, it always yields God's purpose in our life. So I take what I know, be angry and sin not, and by faith I apply it in this situation. Okay? And what happens is, is that that, now, that verse now becomes experience. How many know what I'm saying? How many have read a Bible verse before, not understood it, and then applied it by faith, and then experienced the Bible verse. And then when that Bible verse is read, you understand what it means. How many have been in that place before? Okay, I think all of us can say that. And so that is what makes up our spiritual IQ. And this is what is very important. A person that is, that is mentally challenged can have a higher spiritual IQ than someone who is highly intellectually developed living in the flesh, living by sight, living in human viewpoint, and that has no, absolutely no understanding of spiritual things. That is very interesting to me. That's just very interesting. So let's continue. There are six skills, and I just want to, again, I don't want to be too psychological here, but there are six thinking skills that are spiritual. And if we apply these we're going to grow in maturity. And this is what I really want our church to do. I want us to grow in maturity because it could be that there's a church that is for 20 years at the same level spiritually, doesn't grow in any way, and then a trial comes and it just blows up and it blows up into a million pieces and then that church is all over. So we want to grow in spiritual maturity in our personal lives and in and number one, comprehension. Um and this is really important because when we, when, we hear, when we hear the word and when we hear about God's mind on something, we have to know how to comprehend it. This is James 1 verse 21. And this is like the key. This is like the base key in counseling. Sometimes when someone comes to us for counseling and they want to hear what we have to say about counseling, they, we are talking to them, but they're not comprehending what we're saying. Because there's no meekness. There's no teachability. There's no, that person doesn't have a mind of a student. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because if there's no meekness, there's no comprehension. And then we're dead in the water. And I think a lot of times when we counsel people, the first thing we have to find out is, is are you going to listen to me? <laughs> are you going to listen to me, what I have to say? Or are you going to listen to me and then come back with your own experience, like on your own feelings and your own viewpoint and then your own this and that and... You know, but they did this, and it's like, you know, we all, we talk to these kind of people every day. Say, hey, look, you know, somebody comes to us, they, they want help, or they come to you and they want help, and we have to ask them, 
kind of like we have to kind of get a feeling. Are you gonna, are you gonna listen to not me, but the, what the Bible has to say about this matter? Because if you are, then James one twenty one, it will become a part of you if you listen. So that's no, that's the first important skill that we need to have as Christians in the area of methods of evangelism. We can't be we can't grow in outreach if we don't have the understanding of how to how to be how to grow and how to be teachable all right number two memory okay memory you know it's it's uh and these are things really from dr stevens men memory like what we hear what we comprehend just needs to be put into our memory center and how does that happen meditation just thinking about it just taking time and you know instead of turning instead of you know doing something else we just sit down and we just begin to meditate on the word and when we meditate on the word and we study in first you know in first timothy 4 verse 15 when we study when we meditate on these things paul said to timothy Med on, meditate on these things give yourself to them and that your profit and benefiting may appear to all so when you hear a message on sunday or or whenever we hear a message and we begin to meditate on it you know how I like to meditate sometimes when I'm with other people? Is just talk about it. You know, just bring it up and just discuss it. That's why we have question and answer times here, raps. When we do that, it just circulates the word that we heard and it becomes and it and it gets stored in a place where we can recall it in the future. That's so important because we can comprehend something, but if there's no meditation then it then we don't have it in our toolbox so that we can use when we need it. Uh, number three. The third type of thinking skill is problem solving, how to solve a problem. And this is really a skill that is surprisingly de deficient in a lot, of, a lot of Christians' lives. We are all faced with situations where like, now what do I do, you know? I'm like lost. I mean, what am I going to do now? But a person that is learning how to grow in maturity has the skill to Learn how to problem solve. And there's 10 different ways to do that. And if we have time today, we're going to talk about that. But um, learning how to problem solve. As a believer, we know how to deal with problems by... Um, uh, there's 10 different ways that we can deal with a problem. That Any problem that comes into my life can be resolved by one of these 10 ways. All right, And I want to maybe quickly do that after we do this. Uh, number four, decision making. Um, how many of us have ever met people that just don't know how to make decisions? They're just not able to make correct decisions. Why is that? Because they don't understand the procedure of analyzing circumstances in life in light of God's Word. I mean, are we looking at our life from the perspective of God's Word and God's viewpoint? Or am I, am I making decisions based on my own feelings? And this is Deuteronomy 30, verse 19, which says, I have set before you life and death. Choose life that you may live. And this is every day we have a series of decisions that we need to make. And every decision that we make needs to be based on what does God's word say. And it's important that we just ask ourselves this question. When we have a decision as a family, my wife and I, or... Uh, my personal life or as a church, I always want to ask myself this question, is this compatible to God's plan, God's will, and God's purpose for my life? You know, 
I want to ask myself that question. Before I make decisions in my life, I want to ask myself, you know, is this compatible to God's word? And if we don't know, then just spend time in prayer. Okay? Um, number, number five is creativity. Uh, creativity is something that we grow in as we mature. And we need creativity. I think we have a very creative church here. I think this is amazing. I mean, look what God is doing in our church just with the, just in the last 12 months. We've just seen so much creativity happen here. So many faith steps. Why is that? Because we are thinking with a mental attitude from divine viewpoint. You know, when we are making decisions based on God's will and His word and His purpose, then that's going to produce creativity in our life. You know what I'm saying? It's going to produce vision. I'm going to be walking around like, wow, what is possible this year? What is possible this fall? What is possible uh, this coming year? What's possible in that person's life? When you and I look at somebody's life in faith and we say, wow, you know, you have so much potential in the kingdom of God. It's amazing. And when we talk like that and think like that, it produces creativity. In 2 Corinthians 5, verse 7. We don't walk by sight, but we walk by faith. How many of you have ever been the recipient of someone saying this or something like this? I'm so excited about God's plan in your life. You have so much potential with God. I mean, if you hear someone say that to you, and I've had someone say that to me, it's life-changing, isn't it? And then lastly, lastly, this is an important thing. And again, please don't be... Don't be um, disoriented or, or intimidated by the, the terms here, but awareness. You know, this is a very important thinking skill with God, a spiritual thinking skill, is the awareness. Um, uh, awareness. You know, this whole subject of awareness uh, regarding terrorism is unbelievable. How many of you have been to airports or train stations and you see the signs that says, see something, say something, Right? meaning that the government wants us to be aware of our surroundings so that if we see something dangerous, we would say something, and that would produce you know, a better, a safer environment. Well, God wants us to grow in spiritual awareness, which is the result of knowledge of the Word of God circulating in our consciousness. I want to give you a new word here, and this may be, and we're going to finish up in a minute, but streams of consciousness what does that mean well very simply how many of you have ever streamed something from the internet you're streaming a live video from youtube or streaming a a live conference or streaming something from the internet correct but when we begin to think with god and we begin to grow in these spiritual skills then our day is just filled with a streaming of god's thoughts you know a streaming of god's love a streaming of god's grace a streaming of God's truth, a streaming of God's wisdom. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like, this is called streams of consciousness. It's actually a word that's borrowed from some interesting psychological books. But streams of consciousness means basically that the content that I have in my mind that I've received is there, and it's being applied by faith in my life. And as it's being applied by faith in my life, then there's a stream that begins. And it's like, you know, in the morning sometimes or during the day, 
God gives you a verse. And how many times has this happened to us? God gives us a thought, right? And we start to meditate on it. And that meditation leads to just a series of thoughts and series of conclusions and just a stream of just God's consciousness. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like just consciousness of God's work in my life, a consciousness of God's love, a consciousness of God's grace. Not living in self-consciousness, but just living in a consciousness. And that means that we become aware of things, we don't understand them, but we want to know more about them. And that just means that we just begin to grow and just we begin to grow more and more. Sometimes when I'm with people that are much more mature than I am in the faith, I listen to them talk, and I'm just like, you know, this is amazing. These people know God in a way that I want to know God. And I just and that what happens is, is I'm, if I'm living in spiritual awareness, then I detect, I can see that this person can really bless my life and I want to be with them and hang out with them and discover more about them. And this is what leads to maturity. And so these are the six, these are the six um, spiritual thinking skills that God wants us to grow in. And I'll just finish with this, that the natural man doesn't accept the things or spiritual phenomenon from the Spirit of God. For to him it is foolishness. 1 Corinthians 2.14. It says Corinthians, but it's 1 Corinthians. Furthermore, he is not able to understand it because it's examined, comprehended in a manner caused by the filling of the Holy Spirit. And so, when we are filled, and I'm going to close with this, and then we can have some questions and answers. Um, when we are filled with the Holy Spirit, then we have this awareness that about what's happening in other people's lives. A spiritually mature person, we talked about this before, is not a person that lives in self-orientation and self-reflection and self-condemnation and self-self-self. But a spiritually mature person is someone who living with a, is streaming from God. He's just plugged in online with the Holy Spirit and he's streaming God's mind and streaming God's thoughts. And that's just so amazing when that happens because when you're fellowshipping with people that are streaming God, it's like, it's so exciting, and it's so fresh, and like what they're saying is so fresh, and what you're saying is so fresh, and we all know what we're talking about, because we've, we've been in that situation. And so, you know, this is, this is important, that uh, for us to become mature, we got to start with the way we're thinking, and we got to grow in our spiritual IQ. As a person can go to a really awesome church, it's very acceptable and really amazing, with a great program, but you get them alone and you talk with them and you find out they got a very low spiritual IQ because it's just, for them, <clears throat> there's no comprehension. There's no meditation. There's no, there's no um, awareness. There's no creativity. There's no faith in their life. There's no, um, there's no understanding of how to solve problems. You know, there's no understanding of how to make proper decisions because uh, they're just not, they're not mature in their thinking. And so that is what we want to see happen. Because as we grow, you know, as we grow in maturity, then we can be more effective in the way we share the gospel with people and the way that we are, you know, in evangelism. So that's it. That's the teaching for tonight. And does anybody have any questions or any comments? Anything that anyone wants to add to that?